You're listening to the Oh Yeah Dig It Podcast Show on Anchor FM and the Magic Squirrel Network. Ooh, yeah, and we're back. It is me. It's your host, Justin Gregory, with another episode of the Oh Yeah, Dig It podcast show. And this is actually a special episode again. It is a WrestleMania 35 recap episode. And back by popular demand, I got my boy, Token Drew, on the line again this week. Token, how we doing, man? What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, Token Drew. Like he just said, and I'm doing good. I know how that's you doing, right. man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about this show. We're going to talk about this, right? You know, this was at MetLife Stadium this past Sunday. Uh, uh-huh. They had an attendance of 82,265, which is to be disputed. <laughs> Not quite 93,000 like in the Superdome. Yeah, WrestleMania 3. Uh, but anyway, a uh, little, little macho fact there for everybody. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this year was a little different. This year was a little different. They had a, a host, which was of course Alexa Bliss, who is a uh, female superstar of the uh, universe. Um, how did you God, feel about that, Alexa? Well, you know, it's always it's always fun to see Alexa Bliss, uh, but I'm not a big fan of WrestleMania and having hosts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like even when they did it. It was cool when they did it that one year, a uh, handful of years ago, uh, when Hulk Hogan messed up where they were. Right. You know, with him, The Rock, and Steve Austin. That was cool. Right. You know, they did, when they did last year, or, you know, the year after that, when they did The the New Day doing it, that, that wasn't as bad, because they, they were, you know, that, that was cool. There was chemistry they, uh, there. Yeah. But, this I year don't know, was- man, like... Did they have one last year? I can't remember. I don't think they did. I don't remember them having a host last year. But uh, here's here's the thing. Uh, Alexa Bliss, obviously, for those who don't know, she is a performer, a superstar, but she's been injured. So I guess this is Vince's way of giving her a WrestleMania moment. Um, but then they bring out Hulk Hogan like to help <laughs> her along. And there was absolutely no chemistry there. Not um, at all. What you gonna do, brother? Well, I'm gonna tell you, brother. You need to figure out how to talk around Alexa Bliss because she was doing the best she could. Like I thought he was terrible, you know. And <laughs> he even screwed up again. I thought, okay, so again. when I was watching it, I thought he was did that just to fuck with people, like a tongue in cheek. Because I know he did it wrong the first time on purpose, right? And then when he said it again, I was like, okay, is he just doing this? Like, well, he goes at the, the park. <laughs> At the at the MetLife Center, yeah, and it's like I don't think that was the funny part. I think he thought. I mean, I guess in his defense, they've been doing things all weekend back and forth between the Barclay Center and the MetLife Stadium, so he <laughs> might have been confused. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like that was that was the um, that was the way they opened up WrestleMania this year. Uh, be after the kickoff. And we're going to jump back here for a second and talk about the kickoff uh, uh, special yeah, kickoff. real quick. Um, I don't really find it necessary to have these myself. Uh, you and I were talking before the show, and uh, it's like, yeah, maybe an hour, not two hours. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kickoff was way too long. Not to mention, like, I get why they do it to give, like, 
which I guess everybody a WrestleMania moment, which kind of sucks though, because I kind of feel like WrestleMania, <laughs> excuse me, WrestleMania should be the, 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 the top dogs, you know, the people who work the hardest throughout the year, make it to this main event, this main show, you know, the season finale of wrestling should only feature the top stories, the top performers. It should be the cream of the crop, not just, oh, hey, we have 30 women and 30 men. Let's just throw in fucking random battle royals. Right. Let's do this goddamn, you know, this 205. Like, granted, I don't watch 205. And, you know, my bad against it. Like, I love the cruiserweights. I love flippy shit, but I'm kind of a traditionalist. You know, I watch SmackDown, Raw, and I watch the pay-per-views. You know, like, I want to watch NXT. But, I mean, they already get enough of my time as it is. You right. Know what I'm saying? So, like, when I... And, and like I said, like I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a participation award. It's the it's the warm up to get everybody pumped you know, up. People are finding their seats, but ah, uh, yeah, it's just too fucking long. I, dude, I don't watch two hundred five live either. And and the thing is, here's why. Again. I'm just like you. I'm a traditionalist. I believe in like, you know, the the handful of cruiserweights that they have that they actually put up in the main roster, you know, Rey Mysterio, uh, Mustafa right. Ali, those kind of guys. But I don't need to see 20 other guys battling for a belt that doesn't get any hardly, hardly gets hardly any airtime outside of the network. And exactly. I just I, I you know what when it comes to it, I don't care. I don't care. I, you know, when they make their way up to the main roster, that's cool. I don't care though. <laughs> Otherwise, um, right. But right. it's cool sometimes seeing the uh, the indie darlings that you might cast, you know, here and there, seeing them show up on two hundred five live. Like, oh, hey, there's what's his face. But you know, it's just it's it's reminding me of WCW when they had their own special uh, cruiserweight show, and it's like, dude, who the fuck's gonna watch that, man? Like, it's cool watching the flippy shit for a match. Or two. Right. It's cool seeing the athleticism for like a couple, you know, a couple bits. I see that interjected into a match, but an entire show, an entire kickoff, man, right. get the hell out of here. Right. And you know, this kind of brings to something to mind is like, um, you, what are you doing with these guys? Like, I don't even like. Do they have real storylines? Or because again, it seems like it's like twenty guys in the division who just battle each other out, blah blah blah, and then it culminates at every pay-per-view for who's going to go against the champion for the title. And mm -hmm. here's what I know. Buddy Murphy was holding the title. He went against Tony Nese in WrestleMania. I don't even know the storyline, how they got there. I don't really care. Tony Nese won. There you go. Moving on. <laughs> right. Um, then we have, in the kickoff, this is all the kickoff. Now we have the women's battle Royal 17 participants. Not 30, not 20, not 25, 17. And hey, hey, the rest of the women who weren't a part of the fucking main show. Right. Like the, table and, scraps. Right. But not only that, not only that, but 17, like you couldn't string up three more chicks to make an even 20. Um, right. What's up with that? And, and furthermore, here's the thing that kind of made me mad about this match. One. Yeah, it's like the table scrap match. You know, this is this whole WrestleMania was really supposed to be the build up around the women's division, around the superstars, the women, you know, and how far they've come. And you put this match like right after a cruiserweight match that nobody cares about. And what are you telling these women? Like, yeah, we're this is the, we're just we're slowly devolving you back to like relegating you back to like the nobody cares spot. You know what I mean? Right. Um, let's talk about some of the women that were in this, though. Asuka. Right. What happened to her? I mean, they so much build, and then they kill it. 
you know, um, and they and they fuck and they fuck. Let, let, let's let me vent just for two seconds about my girl Oscar, man. Like for real, Oscar. Granted, the whole women's division, a whole lot of them are sloppy. All right, they all need to fucking get trained by Lita and you know Trish Stratus. Like I said, I feel like in the last video or something like that, our discussion, like yo, y'all need to. Get you, you you want us to take you serious? Stop botching. Stop missing fucking grabs. Stop looking sloppy, for God's sakes. Right. Get, get your shit together. They all, all every last one of you. Well, they all need get to be trained by Natalia too, because Natalia really is. When you look at her matches, and I'm not trying to jump off subject, but she's still the most technically sound fucking woman on that damn roster. Right. They need another fucking heart dungeon, man. Like get these women. Anyway, but Asuka, they. Killed her momentum when they had her lose to Charlotte Flair at last WrestleMania. Her first loss, she was undefeated, and they had her lose. And it's just like, why? Why would you build up all that and have her lose on, on, on the biggest stage? Like, And I get it that Charlotte is the damn female Roman Reigns and shit like that, which is even... I kind of feel like Charlotte is even more annoying to me than Reigns because at least Roman, you know, you can see him coming up. Whereas Charlotte, she's Ric Flair's daughter. She was literally handed that shit. Like she's wrestling. She's a, she's a legacy wrestler. You know what I'm saying? She's right. She's from a wrestling family, especially from fucking Ric Flair. Well, she's like, fr- the only thing from the biggest, the the most profound dynasty, not dynasty, I would say, but profound wrestler of all time. Yeah, only thing on the top that is if Shawn Michaels or Hulk Hogan's kids were wrestling. And it's like okay, well, you know, like you bring all these fucking next generation wrestlers in, but like. I just hate how they destroyed her push because Asuka, same thing with Shinsuke, it was cool seeing the Japanese wrestlers get some love aside from just being the foreign ones who win a title and hate America, even though that's fucking what Shinsuke did because that's what all the males do. At least at least Asuka, you know, she's all about throwing that ass all over the place and I fucking love it. They just can't right. do shit with her. Right. Vince. And, and uh, the thing with that too is like what you were getting ready, what you were talking about, Killing these, killing the momentum, man. I I can't believe how much momentum they give some of these, some of the, I mean, some of the guys too. And then it just dies. Like, um, even even talking about like uh, Ember Moon, like they brought her in and she was in the match as well. But it's like for a while there, she had a little push, and it's it's either they write them off with an injury. So they take time off, or they really do get hurt. I don't know, but then they're—I feel like they get hurt, and they're like, "Oh yes, we can keep her off TV for a while. We can kill her, kill her for a yeah, while." We, you know? we can hit the old reset button. Nikki Cross, like they brought her in, and I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I saw a breakdown of like all the all the participants in the women's battle royal, and it was like Raw, so and so, SmackDown, so and so, NXT, so and so, free agent Nikki Cross. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Um, like they, they, they slowly like killing her before she even really got her foot in the door, you know, I mean, on the main roster, um, Mickey James, like, why was she, I mean, she was probably the oldest one. I know she was the oldest one in there, right? but there's people that were in the last battle Royal that I felt like, okay, this is awesome that we're not there this year. That should have been in it. Like, the Lacey Evans, I, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna like her, but the problem I have is the whole stupid coming down the aisle way bullshit that they're doing. Right, like what the fuck is up with this? It's it's, it's as bad as what they were doing with um, Emma for like a hot 
yeah. 20 episodes. Not even that. Like, not even that. It was just like this, like they were getting ready to change Emma and then she got in trouble and they fired her. Right. Uh, but it's the same thing with Lacey. Okay, so in the first women's war, battle royal last year, her and uh, Charlotte were going at it a lot. Lacey Evans and Charlotte were going at it a lot. Remember that? Like yeah, in the battle yeah. royal. And I thought, man, that's cool. They're both big, strong women and they're both blondes. And it looks like they're building a story in the ring right now. You know what I mean? Right. And nothing came of that. Nothing came of that. And I'm like, like, so I was a little bit pissed with this year's WrestleMania with the, with, with not the women main event, but that it was a like a three way because I thought Charlotte could have made like a fucking exceptional match at WrestleMania with Lacey Evans. You right. know what I mean? Instead of throwing her again against Becky. Right. Let's move on because we, we have a lot to cover. So let's, let's we move do. on from these broads. We're still okay. fucking free show. Men's, men's match. Dude, I'm glad uh, Kurt the, Hawkins and them won. <laughs> yeah, right? That was cool. That was cool. They won the tag team titles. Uh, congrats to them. I, I'm glad, and, you know, and this is skipping ahead in the future of the next night, but I'm glad that they kept the titles the next night. So remember last year when Zack Ryder won the fucking, what was it, Intercontinental Belt, and it was all a big thing? Hell yeah. And then he lost it the next night. Like, I'm glad that, all right, so you, you, you still got it. Let's see what. What goes with this? Because Zack Ryder, man, I feel like we talked about Zack Ryder last last episode too. And I did. I said he was like this 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 generation's mantra, man. If they pushed him right. Mm-hmm. So. Not to mention the son of a bitch is fit. Yeah, he Jesus is. Christ. He's he's a fucking beast. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> they won that. That was a that, and that wasn't that wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match, but uh. Um, let's get to the, let's get out of this kickoff show. Another one too. The, the 30 man Andre, the giant battle Royal. Right. Okay. Like here, here's the thing. One of these two matches, the bat, the women's battle Royal or the 30 man should have been in the main card. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to, I'm going to jump forward here a little bit. I feel like the AJ styles versus Randy Orton. Or the Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that should have been pre-show shit. Or even the Roman Reigns versus McIntyre, because it's kind of like his first match back. That could have been on the fucking kickoff show. Now you know good and damn well they're not going to put fucking Roman goddamn Reigns. I know. I know it. I know. Man, look, I know. But I'm just saying, when you think about the schematics. The motherfucker could have still been in the cancer bed. <laughs> on, in the same He could have still been hooked up to that shit. I and can't, still speared him. I can't believe you said that. I can't believe I said it either. Funky like okay. a monkey. Fucking that that thirty man battle royal. So first off, I hate I hate slash I'm jealous of the fact that those two randos from fucking was it Saturday Night Live? Right. Were in that thing. Right. I hate that because you know that that ruined the you know two superstars that should have been in there. Right. I don't know who because I honestly skipped through that shit. I'm like fuck it, let's get to the goddamn show already. Still could have been a call up. Yeah, it could have could have been a call up. Could have been anybody. Could have been a surprise. That's why I'm saying, like, with, like, just jumping back to the women, like I wanted to see what's her name, that Casey whatever chick, Ricochet's girlfriend from the uh, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. She should have been in that fucking match. Anyway, yeah. going back, I'm sorry, but yeah, it was cool to see Luke Harper back, and I'm glad. Okay, they they they're they're figuring out a way to put him back into the mix. Right. But it had so much potential to have other people in it. You know? I, I mean... Right. 
I, and also these celebrities, I get that. I get that these superstars, I get that nowadays everything is so contracted and so, you know, like so, so scripted and so planned out. You know, it has and to, to, be to like bring that. in other to bring in other audiences to bring in. And they're in New York. So they're like they were trying to pull like the SNL audience people. You know what I mean? But I wish that these guys like I liked when, you know, when the arrow was was in a match a couple years ago. And that dude was jumping off the fucking top rope and actually fighting. I'm like, yeah, right. this dude is taking right. bumps. That's what I'm talking about. Because that's what I would want to do. If I got famous enough to be in WWE, I'd be like, yo, I want you guys to hit me with a special move. In fact, I want everybody to come out the locker room and hit me with their special move. Like, simultaneously, like, all at once. (laughs) I want you guys, like, fuck it. I don't give a shit what happens. You know, I want to get RKO'd at some point, whenever. Like, And sell the shit out of it. Yeah, but Braun Strowman winning. I hope that they do something with Braun Strowman, man, because he's like, he gets to a certain point, even though last year, I think last year what they did with him and that fucking Nicholas kid really messed him up. Because he's like, really, Braun Strowman, why is he grabbing a kid out the yard here? This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I saw a goddamn turkey jump out of a fucking egg when I was a kid watching right. wrestling. And that was dumber than that. That's what it was. It you was know? the same thing. It was they were taking this strong character and they were like fucking knocking him down again. Trying to make him like a friendly giant or some shit. Like, dude, this is... <laughs> Modern time. You want to see gritty. You want to see big and strong. And why do you think so many people like the Hulk in these Marvel movies, even though he's the least developed character? Because people like seeing strong, reckless shit. Right. Why do you think Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars? Because women's rights? No, because you like seeing strong, reckless shit. We don't give a fuck about if it's a dude or a chick behind her. Wreck shit. So Just... I really hope that they bring Braun Strowman back to the monster and have him wreck shit. <laughs> wreck shit. Wreck shit and do work, son. Do work like you know stop like do you remember when mark henry first won the uh, world title and he went to that whole hall of pain thing and he was just wrecking everybody yeah i remember watching wrestling and i was just like fuck man who's gonna stop this dude like holy shit like, I, I was starting to get to the point where i was like oh he's gonna hold this belt for a while dude. right he's he's well, just wrecking everyone to jump forward real quick i think i believe that Maybe they're trying to rebuild him again, and they're going to start with Samoa Joe, and I think maybe it's going to be like a U.S. title match. You know what I mean? Something. And like, okay, Something. so because they want to get that vibe, like, well, how does he, how does he handle the champ, having a championship? You know what I mean? Having a strap, not the strap, but a strap. You know how does the crowd? And react? also, he needs another challenge. I mean, like Brock Lesnar was a decent challenge, but Brock Lesnar, he's like a boss character. He's like the Shao Kahn of you know, of WWE, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just whooping everyone's ass. Yeah, he loses. Low pan! You know, 14 matches. Like, okay, you have to beat the game eventually, but... Low pan! You know, so, but like, him against Samoa Joe, I want to see him fucking eat. I want to see either one of those two get legitimized from this match. Samoa Joe is a fucking monster, too. I want them to let Samoa Joe leave and get really fat and grow his hair out and call him Yokozuna's son. <laughs> Just bring that <laughs> Just up, don't <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the main card, yo. Dude, we're here. We're at the main card, and this fucking blew me away. So going back to Alexa Bliss opening everything up, we get interrupted by Paul Heyman. Ladies and gentlemen, and... Dude, what do you think about this? They put the Universal title match, the very first match, on the main card. Dude, I was completely shocked. I was not expecting I mean, I wasn't like WrestleMania moment, holy shit shocked. It was just more like, a, whoa, they're, they're kicking off the show with Lesnar? He agreed to that shit? Right, that, you're that, like, that, the that fuck is this? 
Lesnar, but you know, I mean, Lesnar wanted to get this shit out. What? He didn't want to be close to the main event? But then again, I guess Lesnar, he knew how long that show was. He's like, fuck a lot of that shit, bro. I think that might be what it was. I I think he had some other obligation for real. And he was like, I can't sit here and wait eight hours to be in a match for (laughs) ten minutes. Dude said, WrestleMania is how long? Yeah, put us on first. Right. Fuck this shit. There is actually an article that surfaced. I didn't read it yet, but there is an article that surfaced today about why that actually happened, why they put that match first. And I'm willing to bet that it had something to do with his schedule or something. Right. So I thought it was decent. Like I, I'm surprised that Seth Rollins got the got the W, man. Like I, I holy shit. I thought that because Lesnar was just whooping his ass, but like he just. It was, it was like when you play the game and you load up three specials and just hit them all in a row. I felt like, like I felt like it was more like they basically reversed the role. Like, okay, so Lesnar comes out all the time, and you know you see the small guy kind of whooping on him a little bit, and then he does a, like five f fives and and shit, and you know however many German suplexes, you know uh, suplex cities, and then he wins. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like this time it was like, okay, he's beaten up, you know, so it kind of to me, I mean, it was a good match. It always is with Seth Rollins because he's, he moves around and shit, but it almost was predictable. He can take Shawn Michaels like uh, bumps. So he's good. Him and Dolph Ziggler, they're good at getting thrown around. Right, right. And and, and Ricochet. <laughs> they are good at taking hits. He, um, but the, you know, to, to me, it was kind of like, you know, yeah, uh, predictable you knew he was going to come in and do like the fucking head stomp not mo- you know more than once and then lesnar just kind of laid down and i was like all right all right well it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is yeah so a, a quick match a quick you know i, I kind of feel like seth rollins winning kind of set the tone for the type of victories we we're going to see that night right right i i agree with that i do agree with that um, but you know, WWE, they, I kind of feel like they needed that. You know, like they they spend so much time trying to swerve fans and get fans mad. You know, they needed an event like this. And as we discussed it, we'll discuss more why they made the right choices and what they did. Yeah, what well, was the next match: AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Mm. I didn't understand this match. I mean, I get storylines, I get it, but like again, like we said a, a moment ago, like this could have been on the undercard. Like. Yeah, it, it, it should have been on the undercard. There, there was no, there was no, there's no, there's no like outside of finishing the storyline. There was no like point to this match. Right. It was to just me. like, and and you know, Randy Orton, man, like I, I like him when he's a surprise. You know, it's cool when he catches the RKO out of nowhere, but you know, shit, like this feud with AJ Styles, just I really haven't been following it that much. But it just felt random. It was it, very forgettable. They were it was just it, like a, they were building it around you know um, him being like I'm the one who's been here for a, for a, for a while. Like you're talking about this is your show, but it's it's really my show because I'm the one who's been here. You're just an indie guy, and I'm the guy who's been through like the evolution and all this stuff and blah blah blah. And it's like okay, so this is kind of like SmackDown's version of uh, Triple H versus fucking Batista, but there's no retirement clause. Like I don't know. <laughs> And then they had a technical difficulty. I don't know if I didn't really see it watching it on TV. I guess you had to be there, but I know like Randy Orton got on Twitter and was like, "Sorry for WWE's technical difficulty and blinding half the crowd during our match." Right, because right, that yellow yeah, light was shit. just shining. Yeah, 
you know, that sucks, especially all the money that fucking WrestleMania tickets cost to 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 have to miss out on it because of technical difficulties. It's just 2019. Why the hell are we still having technical difficulties? What the fuck? We should be having flying cars now, not fucking lights of all things being too blind. Right. Really? It's a stadium. How many fucking times have they put on lights in that bitch? They couldn't figure it out? Like, that's just dumb. Like, that's just like a dumb mistake. I know. Right I wonder like, if that on. was like a WWE, like like, like uh, their, their their technical difficulty or, or like a technical difficulty within the, within the stadium itself or, you know. But uh, either way, there's only been 35 of these fucking WrestleManias. You would think that they have to get it down right. Science. I know you that's think right. Be able to press, they should be able to like press a fucking button on their on their control panel. It should be like WrestleMania light settings and bam, everything. They should. How the fuck can't they do that? Seriously? Right. My phone can listen. My phone can listen to when I say anything that sounds like Siri, and the bitch will pick it up and start talking to me. But they can't figure out their fucking lights. Get the fuck up. All right. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even at the show, but that pisses me off. <laughs> my my man, my man was transcending time, thinking he was sitting in fucking row F, seat two forty three B, like getting blinded by the light. Um. <laughs> man, to- token Drew, yo, man, Token Drew is for the people, man. I feel you guys pain. I, for the people. Shit, fuck that shit. No man. doubt. Like, uh, I'm mad with you guys. I wasn't even there, my man. <laughs> I know, like I said, I I feel their pain, but I I guess from like I guess from TV, I couldn't really tell. I had to like see nah, the pictures, really. but um, moving on, we go to the Usos in the Fatal Four Way Tag Team SmackDown Tag Team Title Match, and I feel like this match was pretty good for the most part because Usos and Aleister Black and Ricochet did all the the work. Um, you know, and I'm I'm really, I'll have to be honest that like so during the AJ Styles, my homie Tony was over here with me. We were watching WrestleMania, and the, during the AJ Styles and Randy Orton match, we were kind of bored. So like, yo, let's let's play around the Smash Brothers, and then you know finish this match and see like who's on next. You know, because it's, we you know we, we got the network. It is what it is. And when we came back, it was like midway through this match I'm like damn it this is the match i wanted to see because ricochet is my boy right even though he, he even though he starts this every match with his same fucking did he do this did he do his same sequence where he does a flip off the uh rope and flips does, off like, the rope standing, but... head, standing head scissors to you and jumps over like it's always like he always has the same he yeah. has his own five moves of depth. It's always even right. in, the, in his indie days, always the same fucking sequence. Yeah, he does. It's it's all the same <sighs> until he goes and does the six forty. Yeah, but yeah. So how was that match, man? Like I, it, I it, a lot of it was action packed. Look, it was action packed, but the bigger guys were out of the match a lot. Like you could tell, like like Cesaro and 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 Sheamus, they kind of like. They got in there a little bit. They tussled with with everybody, as did Rusev and, and Nakamura. But dude, and, and that's another thing. I just don't. I don't vibe as as a fan. I don't vibe with the Rusev Nakamura team. It don't don't make no sense to me. Right, not not so either. Like they're just trying to like that's the thing that made me mad about a lot of this whole card. This it, like they're just trying to put people in these fucking matches. Like right. build a real story. Build something that's believable. And I mean, hey, look, that's why Bruce Pritchard's coming back, you know, to write. 
but right. it's, it, it's just, it, it's beyond me that you can let all these people in on such an event that's supposed to be special and prolific. And I, I feel like, and not to discredit the athletes, the performers, but when you do as much as they did though, it, it, it just kind of discredits the specialty of the whole fun, of the event itself anyway, you know? Right. Like WrestleMania is supposed to be like for the elite, for the people who work their butts, like you said earlier, to get there, not, oh, everybody gets a match, you know? It's like Vince, exactly. McMahon, Vince McMahon's turned into like the Oprah of like fucking wrestling. You get a match, you, you get, get a match, match you, you get, get a match, match you get a match. Like, no. Yeah, this whole participation this whole participation trophy bullshit is just stupid, you know? So it's, like it's, just, it's just tainting everything to me. And, and, and yeah, so, like... And and then like you know you make these bullshit. Even though honestly, I I really don't even get credit. I didn't watch NXT, but I really don't understand the team up of Aleister Black and Ricochet because from the couple highlights and stuff I have seen of NXT, because because you know once certain indie people come in, I'll like you know check out some of their matches, you know just to see what it's like on WWE production, seeing them do the stuff I've seen on like you know YouTube videos when they're in some fucking crazy bullshit arena somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Right, and, right. But, like, they never really seem like a duo. And even when they're in the ring together, they don't look like a team. I feel like it's a they, forced chemistry. I feel like they're both so strong performers that it, it plays. they play off well off each other. But, again... There's no real like chemistry yet, and and you know it might be too that they are kind of they have since they came to the main roster just been put together, you know. Um, yeah, and I, I, I guess you, you can almost tell maybe because we're older, we've been around we we've been around the square square circle many times watching this shit. Right, and we can see. But it feels like it's, you're watching an experiment, just like when yeah. Timber Mahal was a champion. It's like you know you're not watching anything organic. You're literally watching you know, a test run, you're watching something. It's like, I get, like, they don't know what to do with Ricochet or Aleister Black, but they know that they're such great performers. They want them there for some reason. Sure. But this tag team, because they're not, they're not different characters when they came up. They're still the same, same exact people. They're literally like, you take, you know, like you and your buddy, like, like if me and you were playing two creative characters on one of the games, and then we're going to see what happens against the fucking computer. Like, that's, it's so random. Right. I just, I, I, two great performers. I think like they both deserve to have their own singles run, to be honest. So I agree with you. I think Alistair Black and Ricochet, this is just like an experiment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know that they're even really going to give them a title shot as a team yet, anyways. Like I can kind of see it kind of being like a shield thing for a little bit, not as long, but like, yeah, they team together for a while and then they maybe not even like, Hurt, do anything against each other to break up, but they just kind of start splitting off. You yeah, know? yeah. So I'm just, just like a gradual. Right. I, I also get that they're trying to do the random like Seamus and Cesaro because I kind of feel like they made a really good team, and I think they're they're a good story together than apart. Yeah. But, they, however, they have chemistry now, though. Uso, right. They do. Even though I am glad that the Usos won because I do like the Usos. I do like. You know, I kind of feel like they've been. This this heel character they are, even when they're playing like not as bad heels, but they're still hard asses. Right? No, yeah. They changed their look up and they got taken more seriously, but they were still getting like left off, like you know the main card and stuff on a lot of the pay per views. And I didn't agree with that. And the other thing I don't agree with, and it's kind of against Aleister Black and Ricochet, 
and you'll see it a lot with the women's when we talk about that here in a minute. But like the fact is, like, stop giving clout to these teams that aren't really even tag teams. Okay, like it discredits the tag teams that you've actually made and created for the sake of having tag team division. You know? Yeah, like, like I, I understand when you make a tag team through story, you know, uh, a random person comes down to help you because they don't like the people who are kicking your ass and you guys are a team together and you guys are like, all right, we work together. I dig that. That's organic. That makes sense. You know, when you're just like, tonight, the tag team of these two versus these two, and it's like they're a tag team now. It's like, come on, man, like, make them a stable. Did you, did you guys forget how to WWE? Like, did you guys forget how to, how to write? Exactly. Shit? Exactly. It's like, I, I don't care about, I don't want to see, um, I, man, I don't even know. I don't know. I just, like, yeah, I don't want to see randoms. I don't want to see two superstars who are great individually, and you're literally saying we don't have anything for you unless, you know, we do this. Well, rewrite some storylines or, or create new storylines. Like, do something crazy and out of the blue. And I'm telling you, like, they're going to find out here soon. You know, they're going to find out here soon if they keep doing the shit they're doing. And half the reason they did do what they did at W at WrestleMania, pardon me, is because of what we're going to probably bring up here in a moment too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being right. said, let's get to the uh, one of the the uh, not better matches of the night, if you will, in my opinion. Oh, uh, false Shane count McMahon. anywhere. Shane O'Mac defeats The Miz. After a plunging suplex by the Miz off of a light scaffolding, I hated this match. Yep. I hated the build up to it. I I really was digging the tag team thing for a minute, like the co besties thing. Like it was funny. Um. And even that felt so forced. Yeah, I mean, but the, the here's the thing. A terrible face. There was, <laughs> but the thing is this. The thing is this. There was no build up to that either. It was like he brought Shane O'Mac out like two weeks in a row. Second week, all right, I'll be your, I'll be your partner. You already knew what was gonna happen. It was already a build up right. right then and there, like or predictability. Well, they're gonna split up somewhere. We didn't know exactly where, and it's gonna be a you know, the Miz versus Shane O'Mac, you know, and right. God loves Shane O'Mac, you know, but the thing is this, it's like the guy only has three moves himself, you know, either jumping, doing coast to coast, a couple of punches and jabs, and then jumping off the highest part of the building he can jump off without killing himself. Right, that seems to be his jam. I I mean, he's he's the Mick Foley of the fucking, this generation. Yeah, right? I mean, I hated it. I hated that match. It was totally stupid. Waste of time. And then, like, oh, okay, you fell through this uh, piece of whatever material it was that broke on top of an airbag, which I, I get it, but okay. Like, uh, and then, oh, like, look, you both are knocked out, but well, Shane O'Mac's pinning him because he's laying on top of him. Like, he's, you know. Shit, I, you know, that, that's, that's another one where I just skipped halfway through. I was like, you know what? I'm over this. Let's get back to some Smash Brothers. Let's you skip know- that match, and I skipped the next match to. I came back in. I was like, "Oh, I I, I missed something." I don't you have care. you have all these performers there from NXT. You have all these performers that are in the back, not doing anything because they didn't have a spot because you didn't make something right. for them to do, and they're doing it. That is, and a seven hour show, and in a, a seven hour show, and you got these fucking guys doing bullshit matches, bullshit matches. 
Like, that shit should have just been squashed on SmackDown before it even came to WrestleMania. Right. Uh, moving on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That 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 match was it was dumb. This match I actually liked. The women's tag team title match. The Fatal 4-Way. Didn't, didn't you predict that they were going to... That I did. Were gonna win? I did. Hell yeah. Because you got to win them in the ring. One, two, three. <laughs> Dude, I love the Iconics. I love them. I think they're funny. They they have chemistry. They they've been working together. I mean, they're they're girls from Australia. They've been friends in Australia. But they went to school together there. They have natural chemistry. That's why it works. Uh, you need to find that before you make it to the main roster if you're going to be a tag team. I, and I think that's what's great about the Performance Center. And I think that's what's great about NXT. And so if you're going to build a tag team, build that shit from day one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and they did with the Iconics, and that's why it works. I knew they were going to win because it made no sense to have Bailey and Sasha. I mean, they were a forced tag team. They're friends. They're the four horsewomen. I get it. But they're individual wrestlers, you know? They're, they're you know. Right. And, and you know, you can't award it to Nia Jackson and Tamina because, you know, Nia Jax, she her recklessness put Becky Lynch out for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's a fucking risk. You don't want to re- reward her in the grandest stage of all after her having a shitty year. It's time yeah, to give Tamina a backstage role. The The lady can hardly walk. She does. Yeah. She's got two moves. You know, a charging, like, she turnbuckle slam and, and then, you know, just the Samoa the slam. Splash. Yeah, the Samoa splash. Like, yeah. I mean, and you had Natty and Beth Phoenix. Dude, Beth, uh, God love her. She was so rusty. <laughs> I mean, Natty was on point. Natty's always on point, but she's you of know course. she's been doing it. I just it was I loved the match because it was a lot of action and all that, but I didn't like it because I mean you didn't even need Nia and Tamina in it. They fucking got knocked out of the ring the one time, and then they didn't even come back in the ring. I mean, they could have put you know someone the Riot Squad in there. Or, exactly. Uh, the other one, the other the other gang up on People Group, you know, like whatever. Uh, Sonya Deville and Liv Morgan. Yeah. Like, or not Liv Morgan, I'm sorry. She's part of the Riot Squad. And uh, Mandy Rose. Yes. These legit tag teams. Legit tag right, teams. People who've been building up, people who've been doing shit, running it on people, like being storylines and fought Ronda Rousey and had title matches, title defenses. When they were squash matches on Raw, you knew they weren't going to win. But still, like, they were there. And you mean to tell me the best you can do is fucking bring Beth Phoenix, the Hall of Famer who retired? That's the best you can do? The best I can do is move on from that. Fuck that. that that's right. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I can't remember if at this point the championship match happened with Kofi and Daniel Bryan Not or – or, or if it was after the – before that, that uh, we got our awesome performance by Elias. It was so the I know the Elias thing happened after Kofi, but before okay. Kofi was the United States Championship match with Samoa Joe. Was and that before? Was that before or you after? Know, that was before Kofi, and that was like a quick little two minute. It was one minute. It was one minute. It was because why did they do Rey Mysterio like that, man? Why did like, they do like, Rey Mysterio like that? They could have put that in the pre-show. Like I get it, Samoa Joe. Like I mean. It made sense because Samoa Joe's a fucking monster and like little Lil Ray wouldn't do shit to him. But why, man? Like Ray Mysterio, goddamn, was the longest Royal Rumble participant winner 
and won the world championship. So like, he did so much shit for the company. They're gonna squash him in a minute. So it, that doesn't do shit for Samoa Joe. Right, so, it doesn't. I don't. I don't like it when they do these squash matches where it's like we just need to show him that he's a monster. Making him beat a legend in a minute doesn't do that. I'm sorry, I don't think it does. It doesn't. Not even storyline. Not even in real life. Like make it seem like a battle, and the monster is when he defeats him because he's the monster. He's done everything he can to beat him. You know. Right, like surprise squash matches are cool. Like you know when Kali came out, Great Kali came out and squashed the Undertaker. I was like, holy shit. You know, because like as a as a fan, you're watching like, oh my god, you know, Taker got beat that fast. And then as a insider, when you want, when you when you're aware of the business, you're like, holy shit, Taker believed in this dude enough to like roll over. Like he gave this exactly. guy, you know what it is, exactly. You know, so there's no point of that. But let's talk about the greatest fucking one of the greatest WrestleMania moments in my lifetime. Goddamn, this is so cool. His next match. Kofi? Kofi. Kingston. Versus Daniel Bryan. Defeated the new Daniel Bryan. Can you say that one more time? I want to hear that again. Kofi Kingston defeated the new Daniel Bryan. Look at that. No shenanigans. This was the the best match of the night. Easily. It was easily the best match of the night. Best match. Up there was one of the best matches of the year. That was great. Uh, even, Not to mention the uh, payoff. Here's worked. the thing. The 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 payoff, the storyline, everything about it, this is where they did it right. And I love Daniel Bryan for, one, believing in Kofi, because what he really did was say, this was my storyline, and it works awesome. It works great for Kofi, too. Right. You know? He's like handing – I wonder if he's going to take time off or something because it's like – I felt like he literally was kind of handing the torch to Kofi for a while. Handing him the torch of being like the people's champion, you know, being right. the next – You know, that, and that was so cool, especially because I kind of feel like this rise was unlike anything I've ever seen in, as a wrestling fan because it literally happened just from like a couple months ago when Kofi had that gauntlet match. Right. And he wrestled for an hour and he gained – respect who the fuck else has done like I'm, I'm feeling chills just talking about this who the fuck else has actually gained the respect of the entire fucking universe from their performance exactly like really like, and it was kofi kingston the person who we look to for royal rumbles not to win but to entertain us and kofi kingston the person who you know he never rubbed nobody the wrong way he was never in no controversial fuse yeah he said some funny shit as a new day and broke the fourth wall, but like we never, never expected it. He came in that bitch, and he was like, "Hey, my name's Kofi Kingston, and I'm in this motherfucker." Right. You guys, and like he, and I'm so like well, I've never been like people want to try and like I don't look at it. I just want to say I don't look at it because of the, the the the, the color thing. You know, as a fellow black person, I don't look at that like he's a black person that won. I look at it as the hard work he put in. I was like, yo, cause me, I worked fucking two jobs and slaved my ass away to get through in life. That's nothing. To no, do I hear that. I hear that. But let me, let me ask you this real quick though, token. Don't you think yes, with everything that's going on in our culture today? And I say this very, you know, reluctantly, but the past couple years we've had, you know, in society, we've had problems with, you know, what we've been calling, you know, white privilege uh, and the the bane against black males or just black people in general. And 
it seems as though we there's really an effort in our cultural um, demographics that they are trying to change that. I mean, Hollywood, you have Jordan Peele, who's like, you know, uh, and Tyler Perry was part of that a long time ago. But I mean, Jordan Peele is like the new like guy who's like he's making the black man and black woman the the core and and the the, the important part of like movies again, you know, or mm-hmm. for the first time per se, um, right. because because he's adding. It's like to me, his movies are like that balance of 50 50 white and black, but it's the black people who are the stars and the white are the supporting characters. Where in Tyler Perry movies, it's kind of like it's a lot of black people in the movie, you know, and you might have like Uh one or two white people. Um, But then you also have um, people saying, well, do you think like I'm talking about the corporate people in WWE? You think they're saying like, hey, look, like this is what's going on. Like we need to address this you know also just the fact that like with marvel with the black panther that being as successful as it was remember how much of a movement that was i think i think it makes sense that vince said you know we need to we do need to ride off these coattails but there is a relevant poignant reason for it within the universe itself too though you know so all right so i'm just gonna be like a hundred percent real talk I, I mean, I get possibly what they wanted right. or what they thought they were doing, but I don't think that, I mean, okay, so I was never brought up, you know, in my life to really look at color like that right. where I needed it to like, differentiate. You know, yeah, and I'm sure, like, don't get me wrong, my mom tried, you know, she did try. But it never, color never mattered to me because I wasn't something that you can choose. So you can't make, it, it shouldn't like define, make or break anything. So I kind of feel like with Kofi Kingston and with Jordan Peele and with Black Panther, you know, I kind of feel like people are trying to find an extra bit of umph to it, an extra special reason, scene, an extra, yeah, an extra reason to it, you know. But to me personally, it's just other points, other, other people, other creative people getting a chance to shine. It's the natural people, progression of how things should be. Right. And like, I really never saw it. I mean, like, when I took my kids to see Black Panther, like, granted, they left the movie say, saying Wakanda forever. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe this is like good representation for them. But they also left Shazam screaming Shazam. You know what I'm saying? So it right. doesn't, it wasn't like a, representation because it was they saw it for what it was it's a cool ass movie with a character exactly. doing cool ass shit right i'm pretty sure white kids when they saw james bond doing james bond shit wasn't sitting there like you know sure they were playing saying i'm james bond but they probably weren't doing it any more deeper level than a character being cool right but kofi kingston you know and like i said about the hard work thing that's how i take it now granted there are probably some people out there who needed that i guess black hero Right. I really don't see them looking to wrestling for that because wrestling but see, is in the wrestling world, in the wrestling world, and this is kind of what confused me when I was hearing some of the you know, acclaim after the WrestleMania match. It's like people were coming out though and saying, but he's not the first black champion. Like, what are we talking about here? You know, and it's like right. and I'm like, yeah, what about Booker T? What about Mark Henry? What about like all these other people? Because there have been what about, bo- junkyard, what about Junkyard Dog, the first. Bobo Brazil. 
uh, right, like, ST Jones, all these people, not necessarily heavyweight champions, but they won championships. And it's like, oh, well, none of them were actually born in Africa, though. So, like, oh, so now it's like, oh, now it's African. It is, <laughs> like, it's like, people are reaching. People right. Like, reach we, for shit we, when they, exactly. Just like, just like when they reach for controversy when they watch South Park, and it's like, or it's a funny ass cartoon, and the people are making fun of these serious matters. It would How be like, that? it would be like if color was really not relevant in any context at all, but people still reaching for a reason when Daniel Bryan was winning, and they're like, oh, but he's like a wrestler, so he's like everybody else. But no. He's not, because he's a nerd from Washington State. Like, yeah, you, they would, the nerds from Washington State are represented. Right, like, they, yeah, would, the they would try to find some <laughs> other thing. And it's like, people say, like, you know, so, yeah, I get it. Like, there's it, the disparity of it all is, like, we have to keep reaching when the reality is this is just entertainment for us. And even these guys, what I love about this, like, group of, like, performers now is – you can tell that for the most part, most of them probably have a lot of love for each other in that locker room. And back in the day, yeah. it wasn't like that. They really did have like cliques and like different like yeah. gangs and like egos yeah. were like played a big part, you know? Right. I will tell you this though, before we move on to the next match, I mean, don't get me wrong, that fucking that was a that was such a and when he won, man, like me and my dude Tony, we Trouble in up Paradise. Guys. Yes. That was awesome. But let's be real. Okay, let's be hundred percent real. You are right. There is some. There is a cultural thing that Kofi Kingston repre- represented against defeating Daniel Bryan, and that is is that the goddamn vegans can be stopped. We can take them out. <laughs> All you need is a motherfucking twisting kick to the face. We got your weakness, bitches. We're out there eating meat and pancakes and kicking in the face. Pancakes and sauces, man. That's what it is. Motherfuckers. That's what it is. That's the win, bro. Because they were fucking rising up against everything and converting everybody into vegan. Right. Kobe Kingston was like, nah, bro. Hey, right, did you see home. did you see SmackDown? <laughs> you know, yeah. Biggie was like, when Kofi put his leg betwixt his vegan butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That is the victory right there. We can finally eat bacon in peace. That's because right. Because anytime a vegan gets on me like, oh, you know what the animal, what the people did to the animals? I'd be like, you know what Kofi Kingston did to Daniel Bryan, bro? You better stay in your lane. <laughs> right. Don't exactly, call, man. Don't exactly. Don't make me call Kofi. That's how I feel. I'll do it. I'll, I'll chant new day rocks three times around some bacon. That nigga will appear out of a seance and kick you. With the pelvic gyrations. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. So that was a dope match. How that was follow us? So best match of the night. Best, absolute best match of the night. But we do have to move uh, on. Let's talk after about that. Let's talk about the John Cena thing. Okay. Oh man. We have to real okay. quick. Here's here's the thing. That, you called it. Cool. We called it. I did. We were talking about it in the in the previous episode of the Oh Yeah Dig It podcast show. Um, because we were talking about John Cena. Um and what happened was, we weren't really sure what was going to happen, but upon speculation of the interwebs, we knew Cena was going to be involved somehow in WrestleMania. Now, I think, was it you or me, we said we would have liked to see him go against Kurt Angle in his farewell match. Right. That didn't happen. Drew, why don't you enlighten us on what happened? So, first we got hit with the... Pretty entertaining uh, segment with Elias, where he did with two versions of him on the Titan Tron, one on piano, the other one on drums. They did a little song together. 
the three of them. It's pretty cool. Good timing. You know, he re- rehearsed that for a long time. Good job to them on that. Then he was about to do a song by himself, and we heard that intro that we haven't heard in what, like 15 years, maybe? A long we heard ass time. That, that dope ass beat and that thug life. This is basic thugonomics. This is basic. And that motherfucker came out in the gray uh, New York Yankees Baby jersey. Damn right. Which, before he did that, though, before he did that, first there was like a minute long <laughs> that montage. segment. Hold on. Were you that confused? Montage. Were you confused? I was confused. I'm from New York, and I'm confused. I was confused. That's the only, that thing. bro. That's the only tie, and I. That's the only tie, and I could figure out because I'm like, wait, wait a minute. They're like in the Giants Stadium, where the football <laughs> team, the Giants play, and yeah, they're doing this Yankee what, shit. And I'm like, I don't get what's going on here, like at all. I'm wondering who the fuck's. I'm wondering who the fuck's gonna come out. I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, this is a very weird. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was like, I was like in my Macho Man mind, like. They won't bring out the hologram of Babe Ruth up in here. <laughs> like, but yeah, John Cena came out and he started doing his little his little rapping shit, and like spitting against him and dropping lines about turning heel. Dude, the moment he said turning heel, I was like, <gasps> I marked out. Like, holy shit, I caught it. I and marked he's out. Talking about like the F, talking about the F U. I'm like, he's bringing it. Oh my god! Because you, know, you were just you were just talking about that antihero. Dude, you were just talking about how like he switched it up for PG, like to the AA, and he's like, "This right? ain't no AA. This a FU." I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'm so hey. If anything, my paranoia is right, and I'm being listened to. And I guess Vince McMahon's punk ass is listening to me. And if that's the case, Vince, I'm saying turn Ricochet into a ninja while he does all that flippy shit, and that'd be the coolest thing ever. All right. Here's Fair. what. But let's let's real quick. Why do you think he did that? Because here's what we know. Before during WrestleMania week, John Cena, serious moment here. He's one of the most celebrated Make a Wish uh, granters, if you will. He uh, celebrated his 600th Make a Wish uh, wish, I guess, if you will, over the WrestleMania weekend. And he is actually the only celebrity with that many Make a Wish wishes. So it's like a world record for him. I wonder if that was like. A closing out of that you know how, for him. You know how sad that is? That's 600 dead kids. No, 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 no. No, they're not dead. Not all of them die. They have chronic <laughs> illnesses. Some of them live. Some of them okay, live. Well, I mean, it's still a, a, a good number. Yeah, I mean, it is. But they, they, but again, it's there's something <laughs> to be said about that. So I know he was very protective of that. And that's why, like we talked about in the last episode, he didn't want to go heal per se. Well, but, did you notice when he did like after he did his thing and did his uh, fu to 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 Elias? He did his pose to the screen. He did a little wink, like a really quick wink before he went back to his mean face and shit. You know, right? Like I I, I peeped that. I'm like you know, what? I bet that was a wink to the kids. That's like you know, hey, I'm still me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I kind of feel like he did it because it's just the age we're in. I mean, look at. You know, and and look at look at look at all the all the media, you know, all the superhero movies. That, all the heroes start off as antiheroes now. I know, think hell, there's even. I think there's even, three, even Shazam. Yeah, but I think like, there's I, three I, letters of uh, three letters uh, as to why he and Vince decided it was time to do it. Do, do you a, know? E, a E W. A E W. 
I think they yeah. were like, we need something big to happen here because Taker was there, but he was not there. Um, spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, I, I liked I liked the fact that they brought it back though, and I thought that you oh, know, it was yeah. cool. I hope she he uses had, it. Yeah, I want to see him do that. Like I, I hope I said, it wasn't like a one time thing. We need we need an aggressive. We need a we need an anti hero John Cena. We need a villain of Cena because that's just that's just what we have in media now. You know, all the right. kids because they, they got to remember all the little kids that were John Cena fans fifteen years ago. They're in their twenties now. Right. And there's those of us who are way older than that that Ooh, are like, yeah. yo, okay, we we've seen it all, Cena. If you're gonna either go to Hollywood and do your shit or get exciting, bro. Get excited. Real talk. I hope he, uh, I hope he stays here. Yeah. But same here. Let's move on. This is gonna be a quick one. Uh Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath. I like Drew McIntyre. I do. Man. I like the new version of him, but here's the thing. Here's what this match was. We're gonna wrap this one up real quick. This was a bunch of Superman punches and um Glasgow kicks or whatever the hell they call his move. Um and then right. Drew McIntyre gets pinned. That match was like five minutes long. Right. Done. Moving on. Done. Done. Okay, next up is what I like to call the runner-up for the second worst stupid match of the card. And this match actually had a stipulation. It was a no-holds-barred match. With Triple H and Blue Tista. God, but that shit was brutal, though, man. Like for Blue Tista. Yeah, for for Blue Tista. Yeah, dude, that's kind of weird. That, that How is, much money do you think they paid Dave to fucking do that shit? To take that shit? To, to rip out his nose ring and ripped shit, out like, his cool. fucking nose ring. Dude, they did that, and I was like, I was like, ooh, I bet that real bad. Ooh, yeah. I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, <laughs> what the fuck? You dropped your yeah, nose really, ring on the floor there, buddy. They were really going at it. But yeah, he it put that of, chain on his face, and I was like, he's got a pinky finger in there. That don't hurt. <laughs> and I don't know, man. Like To me, that's probably the third worst match to me, because the second worst match to me was the match that we're going to be talking about next. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm going to agree because as I said, this was being the runner-up. I'm looking at the next one and I'm like, man, that's probably the worst. Let's but, get you know, to Triple it. H, I mean, yeah, let's get to that. Cause there's not enough to say about those two old dudes, old, swole dudes. Dude, like, and each other up. it was like, a no, it wasn't really a no-holds-barred match. It was like, here's a chain. Oh, I pulled your I pulled your nose ring out and, oh, let me get out my sledgehammer. Darn. It was, it was pandering to Triple H's ego and I don't understand why. Like, why did Batista, this person who's a movie star now, who's in the fucking most popular movies ever right now. Well, because here's why. Because here's what we know. Triple H had wrestled him twice before and never beat him. So this was like the trilogy. Triple H gets his win. And I don't know what you saw on Raw the other night, but spoiler, Batista actually came in again and he retired from the ring. So that was really what that all was a setup for. It's another time of Batista leaving. Like it's just it's just become so so boring of Batista. I, even when before that match, they showed a montage of all the times he quit. I'm just like, man, this is kind of man, Batista. You were you were cool. You was your little stupid ass stomach tattoo. But fuck you and your match. 
and Baron Corbin. Fuck him too. That's right. I don't like. I don't like Baron Corbin at all. I don't like that they they took Kurt Angle out. Like, fucking Midwest beer drinking fucker. Like dude, he legit like looks like a corporate guy who like cut his hair off because he was balding and couldn't retain it anymore. Who works out in like the company gym, but he only does like arms. Yeah, that's it. And then the rest of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's get to it. Let's talk about that. Kurt Angle's farewell match. Now, here's an idea I have for WrestleMania. We're all at the table. We're at the writing board, and I'm you know we're trying to come up with storylines for the year leading up to WrestleMania. Well, Kurt came back last year. We gave him the Hall of Fame this night. Here's an idea. Maybe, hey, Kurt, you want to retire? Yeah, it's time for me to retire. Here's an idea. We're going to give you a farewell match at WrestleMania 35. Great. I love it. We got the American theme going. Everything's okay. Yeah. And then what happens? We bring out this schlock, Baron Corbin, who they build a storyline around because of the whole general manager thing. And I just feel like it was a disparity because this is a guy who legit was, as we all know, an Olympian. And I mean, he won the gold medal with a freaking broken neck. Right. And you're going to put him against a guy who half the time isn't wrestling and the other half of the time he's just the fucking, like, runt of any other tag team coming in there to get, like, you know, last dibs on the dead carcass? Well, shit, let me ask you this. What would you have rather had then? The uh, surprise reappearance of the Thugonomics John Cena or John Cena being the one who took out Kurt Angle but not doing that heel turn, still being the I'm going to salute you, I'm going to smile, I'm going to... I wanted to have a mankind, Mick Foley, dude love John Cena. <laughs> I wanted him... Okay, so we saw him over the weekend as John Cena in his suit and doing all his good things, his people stuff, his Make-A-Wish stuff. Then we, he did Dr. Thugonomics. He should have came back out later as the prototype. <laughs> hair shaved and everything. I think he did shave his hair, though, because his hair looked a lot shorter under that cap. I don't know, Probably. though. But wouldn't it have been cool, though, if he had done that, though? Like, for real, like, legit, if he was like, I got ruthless aggression for you, Kurt Angle. Still, that I'm going to beat you. That would have been interesting. But that would have been... You know, I don't know. It would it would have closed not a chapter, but it's like you know how like a good comedian brings the first joke back around to end his whole set with. Yeah, it would have been a good. It would have been a good closing. Right. It would have been it like wow, up. like we've come full circle. Boom. You know. That's another example of of the WWE creator fucking shit up. Like, why didn't they do Sting versus the Undertaker at that one WrestleMania? Why they have Sting versus Triple H? That makes no. That's not what the oh, fans wanted. I, I, so they know right. they talked about that on. The, did you watch that on the network? They talked about that. They said there was for some reason Undertaker wasn't available. Like, how did what? How how is he not available? Like, you run the show, you run the shit. I mean, but he was at that WrestleMania and fought Bray fucking Wyatt. <laughs> right, which uh, let, I don't want to backtrack into that yet. We might even talk about that on a future episode. Um, yeah, we'll see about that shit. It looks uh, like you're gonna be a regular guest here from time to time, and that's cool with me, dude. Shit works out. Um, but let How me tell you this. Match? Hold on, real quick. Kurt Angle. Do you remember who the first person he ever wrestled was when he came in? Um. No, I don't. I don't either. I wish I did. 
I don't know. But I think, you know, that was the other thing I was thinking about the other day after watching that terrible match was they should have brought in his very first person, like if they're still alive or active, which I'm sure they're still alive, but if they were active, they should have brought in the first person he wrestled as his farewell match. I kind of feel like his first match would have been like Against, like, a jobber or something like that. I don't know. Well, back in those days, I know they were still doing jobbers, but I think they brought him in in such high regard, like, right away, that they would have put him up against somebody like, um, I almost want to say, like, you know, Val V, like, somebody who would have been a mid-carter, you know, like, that was a superstar, but, like, he could get over, you know? Like, right. Val Venus or somebody like that, you know? Right. But, moving on, moving on. Um, now we're getting, we're getting towards the end of it here. And, uh, we're going to talk about the intercontinental match, the intercontinental title. This is the prestige title. That I'm Strange in. how that was the second to last Damn. match. The intercontinental championship match was second to last. Second to last. You know why it was second to last? Because the intercontinental title is second to none. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But let me tell you something. I don't understand why it was the second to last match either. The other thing I realized too was the WWE has too many damn titles. Right. <laughs> so Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush. Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> He comes out as the demon. What are your thoughts? I like the demon. I wish they would have, you know, like, not, I'll keep on bringing my man up because, damn it, he's my favorite wrestler, but why didn't they have Finn Balor as a demon get the torch passed by the damn Undertaker? Like, why did they keep on missing all this bullshit? Right. They, they could have done that. Like, they could have done so much with the Undertaker and, like, all these other people, and they just were like, you know what? We're just going to fuck around. I like the demon. I like I like the fact that I mean, even though the concept is silly, it's 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 gimmick silly, you know, it's like what wrestling is all about. Right. But the thing is this what I didn't like about this match was so we knew it was the demon. He was like summonsing all his power to beat Bobby Lashley. Why the fuck did Bobby Lashley come out with some fucking stupid alien looking contacts in his eyeballs? Like was he supposed to be somebody now? Like, Bobby Lashley is summonsing his inner space guy or some shit. I don't know what the fuck that was about. He should have just came out with his fucking... That, yeah, that was a fucking weird choice. You know, one thing I dislike, I mean, it's, I'm glad that Finn Balor won, but then again, when you see these guys matched up, just looking at their bodies, yep. looking at Finn Balor, like, yeah, he's chiseled. But Bobby it Lashley walking around looking like, you know the Hulk dipped in milk chocolate and they're right. like, he's going to get beaten by this little... It don't make guy. sense. Sometimes the David and Goliath match works, but like this one, I just don't feel like it made sense. Again, this should have been like earlier on the card, but... Or it should have been like a fatal four-way or something where Bobby Lashley or somebody was getting beat down and then you can see Finn Balor do his coup de grace and take him out, but whatever. He won. He got a championship belt again. They had this fucking belt playing hot potato between the two of them for some reason, which is the weirdest feud of all. Right. It makes but no sense. Whatever. 
at least we're finally, and after 48 hours of goddamn wrestling TV, and after the longest WrestleMania ever, we're finally at the main event. The main let's event. Talk about the, let's talk about the stupid helicopter ride. Please. That, Why did they so, spend more time on these bitches' intros? Pardon me, I don't mean that, I don't, but they spent more time <sighs> on bringing them into the ring than the fucking match itself. Exactly. Like, you know, oh, this show is already, hey, Jim, this show is only running six and a half hours. What can we do? <laughs> I got a fucking idea. Let's goddamn have Charlotte Flair, for some reason, helicopter down to the ring, and then have Joan Jett perform for the first time in 20 years, which they sounded great, though, but come on, man. What is this? That's the only part that right? made sense, because she does the song that is Ronda Rousey's song. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the and helicopter I, thing, why? I forget what. I think it was Becky Lynch did. Did, Didn't Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch just came out to her music. She she came out riding one of those dragons from How to Train Your Dragon, and that was fucking bullshit. Wait, what? She did? I don't even remember that. I thought she just walked out, and it was just like whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I remember even last night she's like she was talking on Raw. She was like. You see, she was like, you see those other dopes? They came in on a helicopter and with a band, and I just came in with nothing, and I walked out with everything. Right. You know, it's kind of funny, because I saw, actually, before we talk about the match, um, I was at work today, I was watching uh, some ESPN, and I saw Kofi Kingston and Becky Lynch on there with their belts, and they're giving interviews. And, like, Kofi's not as much in character, and Becky's still trying to sound like a hard ass, and it's like, Becky, you're, you're, on, you're on Sports Center, like, with, like, real athletes and shit like they're humoring you guys you should chill out with your whole you know i'm the baddest woman on the planet thing like no you're not shit chill out you're you're the you're a good character they love that you're, shit. As, if, you're as if real life fucking goku showed up was talking shit like dude shut the fuck up i'll change the channel on your ass but anyway <laughs> it's funny hearing them talk because i can understand everything that kofi was saying but as soon as becky lynch opened her mouth like, I can understand her on WWE, but for some reason, this interview, she's trying to sound cocky, and I guess she was hoarse from the night before or something, but, like, have you seen, have you seen Becky Ralph 2 yet? Yeah. That's that part where they have, uh, old girl from Brave, and, like, you can't understand a word she says, she's just speaking Scottish, and you're just like, what? And they have the right. whole Disney princess part? That's literally what Becky Lynch sounded like. <laughs> she was just opening her mouth, and she just went on, I'm just like... Okay, I think she said something about kicking somebody's ass and haggis. I have no idea. <laughs> she won't be like the real life Marita from Brave. Right, yeah. Like she say what the I'll tell you what, she looked but, good though. She did, even though that match, man, I mean it was a good match. I'm surprised, but well I'm, I'm not surprised that Lynch won, but I'm surprised how it went down. Yeah, Lynch, but uh, there's a lot of things going on around that right now, which is why people were like, oh, well, we didn't like it. It ended abruptly. Like, it seemed like there was all this buildup, and then it was, like, going on, and the action was good, and then out of nowhere, it was just like, burnt. And just real quick to go back. Um, when Charlotte Flair beat Asuka for the SmackDown women's title last week, that move she did off the top rope, was that the first time she did that move? I think so. She should have saved that fucking move for Becky at WrestleMania. I feel like that would have got a more pop out of the crowd that because nobody's seen her do that yet. Right. You know, because um, she could have just simply done a couple different, you know, whatever setup moves to Asuka and then put her in the fucking figure eight. 
Right. And so when we saw it in WrestleMania, I was like, cool. It's cool again, but it's kind of tarnished because I saw that last week. And I love that about Charlotte and her action because she's always looking to, like, you know, build her, like, resume of moves in these big matches. She's always trying to find a way to, like, you know, do something different. But I think what ended up happening was they didn't really have a lot of chemistry, the three of them, in the ring together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I couldn't see a real, like, story between the three of them. Like, I get that each of them have their own story with, like, Becky, but, like, the three of them together don't really have a story. Charlotte has her story with Ronda, you know, and vice versa. I think nothing that hurts Rhonda and Becky and, you know, this new wave of women wrestlers, and I think probably like always, is the fact that sometimes in the middle of their matches, the way that their limbs look when they're fighting, they flail around. They look like loose action figures when you're just clanking them together when you're trying to make them fight. Like, it just looks so jumbled. I love the women's division, but to, to, to agree with something you said earlier in the episode – a lot of the matches are still sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like they're going the distance. They're putting in the time. They're doing wicked moves. You know, they're getting a lot of the pop from the crowd because of the moves they do. But like that, that, like that intermediate action that you're supposed to have in a match, you know, the couple of like, just like, you know, closed body moves and like, you know, throws and shit like that. Like the shit's just sloppy, you know? And I don't know right. if, like, Vince is okay with it. He's like, you know, just do what you got to do to get to your big moves and then fucking get the pin, you know, whatever, but. I kind of feel like Vince is kind of like, you know, because, you know, he's old. He's an old man. He's just old school. So you know that he's very stubbornly doing, or I don't want to say allowing because it sounds wrong, but at the same time, it's his company. So, yeah, he's probably stubbornly allowing these women to do their thing. So, like, when he sees them fuck up, he's probably like, you know, he's probably like, you know, laughing or being a dick about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, the thing is this, is they go so much longer than the uh, two minutes that uh, at most that they were ever allowed to really have back in the day that he probably doesn't even know what he's fucking supposed to be looking for. You know what I mean? Right. So they are getting better though, but you know, yeah. I, I kind of felt like that, that ending was screwy. I would, I would have much rather uh, Charlotte got the pin as opposed to Ronda. After, I feel like yeah. Becky and Charlotte have more history, have more, you know. After and, seeing and like her the, uh, chronicle or whatever it was, yeah, I kind of felt that too. I was kind of, I'm also annoyed that Charlotte was even put in the match in the first fucking place. She wasn't the one who won the Royal Rumble. Right. You right. know, like, why did she even beat Asuka? Like, I just don't, I hate, like, everyone always complains about Roman Reigns gets this, Roman Reigns gets that. Like, yeah, well, he's not outright getting interjected into people's championship feuds. Right. You know, he's not outright, like, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting, getting yeah, yeah, he's putting these matches, yeah, he's getting a lot of wins. Dude, it's like but, that meme I sent you that one day where it was a picture of Charlotte and it was like, when you get when you get an A, but you when you get an A with the rest of the group, even though you didn't contribute. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yeah, Charlotte. Uh, I can't stand what they're doing with Charlotte. Like at first when she first came, it was cool. Yeah, she's doing good, but now it's kind of like, all right, man. I don't blame her though either, because it's I mean it's creative that's doing it. Like they're the ones who are, like making the storyline up and shit, you know. Yeah. But, like yeah, for sure. I'm just like 
over it, you know? Like, I'm like, do something new with her. Like, put her with Lacey Evans, you know? But I do like that that's what they're setting up with Becky now, Lacey Evans and Becky. But one one thing to make note of, too, last night on Raw was Becky was like, uh, well, here I am. You know, here's your man with both the belts. And, you know, who knows? You know, Ronda's probably running off to go cry in the hills. And Charlotte's probably, you know, well, who knows what they'll do? He, she's like, Mr. McMahon will probably give her the tag team titles just so she feels like she has something, you know? Like, I was dying. Dude, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Dude, this man, I'm sorry, but the man character is the best thing I've seen in it forever. But I've heard I too. Wish she wasn't, I kind of feel like her. I, I, I might have said this last episode. I don't know because I'm smoking a lot. But I, I kind of feel like her calling herself the man is belittling this whole woman's evolution. Well, it's a playoff of Johnny Cash. And it's I know, I know what it, I know what it is, but I kind of feel like she should be calling herself, you know, I'm the woman doing the shit, you know, yeah, I'm the woman. But I think that it gives it, the, I think it gives it that, like, like you said though, I think it gives it that kind of, not in a demeaning way, but it gives it that, like, hey, we're making a statement here. This is it's just dumb. To me, it's as dumb as whenever I hear a woman saying something like "suck my dick." Like you don't get well, to say that. You don't. You don't wake up with morning wood. Right. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Just you like don't. how I don't get to say shit about I don't know, but you know, titty sweat or we got to look at it. We got to look at it from a creative standpoint too, though. Like, what what did Ric Flair always say? <laughs> to be the man, you've got to beat the man. But she never beat the man. She but beat the woman. Charlotte, right. Charlotte is the woman. And so I guess that's how her play is. Is like, I am the man because I beat you. You know, whatever. And uh, I, still think, I still think it's stupid. I see where you're coming from, too, though. Like, you know, I just I just kind of... And it's, it's also kind of like that... I also think it's kind of like uh, WWE. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I might be seeing too much into this. Like how we were talking about earlier, maybe in our, in our earlier conversation. But... You know, I was gonna feel like her saying I'm the man with this whole um renaissance of gender identity and gender association. I kinda of feel like that's WWE. I never even thought about that. that. I never even it thought about that, dude. Right. And like it doesn't feel natural to me because like, her saying this they're being is subtle. happening like all of a sudden at the same time when everyone's like gender association and I associate with this, and then you have her going out saying I'm the man. If she was saying this her whole career That'd be a whole different story. If she started this a couple of years ago before things, because just like we said earlier, when we were talking about Kofi Kingston representation and, you know, you know, what does this mean? And, you know, does it mean this for these people? I kind of feel like, you know, maybe that, you know, they, I kind of feel like they're unfair subconsciously going for that. Right. And I just kind of feel like they're forcing people, they're forcing a reaction that doesn't feel organic. You know, her saying I'm the man just kind of doesn't because she didn't used to say that and she didn't used to, you know, I just kind of feel like it'd be better for her and for the whole, their, their movement that they're doing. If they were like, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm that girl. Or I'm that, if, if she could say I'm that bitch, that'd be cool because then I'd be even more like, all right, yeah, you never hear like a, a really, you know, cause you know, women, they look at, you know, if you call a woman a bitch. They they get offended at it, right? But, but they're calling each other that in the ring. I mean, you did you <laughs> you heard him last <laughs> the other night? Oh man, Ronda Rousey was getting me. Weird. Dude, she was like, she's, you heard her, didn't like you? A bitch. Right, she, she said something like to one bitch. of them like, "You fucking bitch." <laughs> like, Yo, 
I love Ronda Rousey talking shit. Ronda Rousey is my favorite. Uh, her person, I couldn't stand her in UFC at all. I cannot stand her when she was doing when she was doing her thing in UFC because I guess because UFC is real and seeing right. that outlandish personality in real life is just kind of like oh my god, did somebody beat her ass already? When somebody beat her ass, you know that shit was great. But um, when you have when you have her doing this in WWE, you know that character is just multiplying, and she's just like so ridiculous. And I love it. I love when she snaps mm. and goes all. I kind of feel like she didn't have a chance to do that at WrestleMania because that whole ending. Uh, I, I read a rumor, a rumor online that she had broke her hand, right. so that's why they had to kind of right. try and hurry up and finish that match. Which I, I get it, but you know it'd been cool seeing her. You know, because when she snaps and goes from, oh, I'm a wrestler, ha ha, I'm taking right. bumps to, you know, she gets a look on her face and she's like, hey, bro, don't forget I'm Ronda damn Rousey and just, you know, starts going ultra instinct on people. I'm like, yo, that's dope as shit. I love seeing her do that because it's no longer just, you know, suplexes and and right. and drop kicks. It's like hard punches. And, and you know, when she first came in there, started doing her arm bars and like really hurting people. Like, yo, she was like Brock Lesnar when he first came in and was right. like really... Really it's true. She came in very aggressive. And I think, too, like last night, or not, I keep saying last night, but I mean, Sunday night when she came in like that, like, I didn't see where the hand could have possibly broke. I would have to go back and watch it. But I think the botch that they keep talking about is like when the, her arm, her shoulders were up, was because yeah. I think because she's not used to like going on still through an injury like a lot of the wrestlers are. Yeah. That I think she was reacting and squirming like to her hand being hurt while Becky was right. supposed to be putting her in a that pinning move. So it kind of looked weird, you know what I mean? Um right. to their credit, again, it was a good match. Uh overall, I'd probably give it like a C because I felt like Charlotte really didn't need to be there. And I don't mean that as an attack on her character. I just mean for storyline purposes. Like again, like we said earlier. They could have just gave her like a fucking match with somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, they could have put that match against her and Asuka at WrestleMania. Took out that AJ Styles match. Took out that Shane boom. McMahon match as well. Boom. A rematch. That, it could have been a quick build-up storyline from the other week. Boom. I want a rematch. Okay, at WrestleMania. Here you go. And you could have had Asuka win that match. So that way she could have had a redemption from last year. Like They could have continued that storyline without... Right. Tarnishing. I guess and, I think they want to unify these belts, and yeah, it's cool seeing Becky Lynch with both of those belts. You know what I'm saying? Because you haven't seen a woman doing that whole Chris Jericho thing with the two belts. So right. That's really cool. But the one, one thing the I do want to say before we close out, though, with this is like the thing is, there's so many things that they could have done. And even in this final match, and I felt like the girls were, the women were shortchanged too in their time because they did all these other things and all that. But the thing that really bothered me, like when I walked away from WrestleMania and then watched Raw, I'm like, dude, they, it's almost as if they're putting more effort creatively into Raw after WrestleMania and SmackDown after WrestleMania with like the surprises and all that now than they do in WrestleMania. Right. And I don't know that it should be that way. Like, okay, yeah, Raw and uh, we already know about the superstar shakeup that happens two weeks after Raw. That always happens. Okay. But it's also the time for call ups, you know, like let that uh, be really the call up time, not um, 
in WrestleMania and not like like WrestleMania should be the surprises of people like we haven't seen in a while or something. I don't know. Dude, I just realized, man, with with Kofi being champion, the superstar call up, they're gonna break up the new day. Yep. That's what it's, uh, that's what that's what I love about it. Like they're all celebrating now, but that's what I think is gonna happen. No, this isn't what we wanted. They gotta keep them together, man. I, I'd hate I'd hate to see them broken up. Cause like they, cause like when they break up those stables, it ruins everyone's career. Look what happened when they broke up the, uh, uh, the Wyatt family. Like they were hot. The Wyatt family were going so hard that year. Dude, I, I mean, and the stables were being popular. The stables were popular. Yeah, you know, and like, do you remember that? Before we get off here, do you remember that pay per view the first time they had the Shield versus the Wyatt family and? The, the six men just all stood in the ring and the crowd were just chanting, this is awesome, before the match even started. Right. I was like, yo, this is like, this is the renaissance of the stables, man. Like, we haven't seen right. a stable like this in forever. Well, and they break it up and people's careers, hell, even look at poor Dean Ambrose, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had his last match on Raw. Yeah, you know, when, when, when the Shield broke up, yeah, he became champion for a little bit. But like, you gotta admit, like his career suffered the most. Yeah, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper all but disappeared off wrestling, and then Bray Wyatt. The hell ever happened to him? He's coming back. Yeah, a year later. What the hell? I know. Did you see the? Did you watch Raw last night? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces. Okay. Did you see the bit with the little uh, box and the bird head coming out? No, I didn't. Okay. A lot of people were like, what the hell was that about? And I'm like, y'all are dumb. Like, cause it's like a little buzzard head and he's like coming out of the box and he's got like a little like Hawaiian shirt on. And I'm like, it's fucking yeah. Bray Wyatt. Like the buzzards, it's Bray Wyatt. Right. But Follow the buzzards. He said that shit all the time. Right. But um, I just want to close this out. I want to say thank you again, Token, for coming on and talking to me about WrestleMania 35. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my pleasure, my man. And I'm mad that they didn't ask me to come back from the dead. Because <laughs> I would have instead of Hulk Hogan. But yeah. uh, it was a great show overall. I would give it three out of five creamers. Ooh, cream of the crop. And or like, it was the same. Token, what would you give it? I give it I give it three out of five. I give it three out of five hits. Oh yeah. That's right. Three out of five hits from the bone. Damn right. And um, <laughs> one more time, Token, why don't you tell people where they can find you? So you can find me on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Just find Token Drew. Uh, most of the time, it's either Token underscore Drew. Uh, on Facebook, it's a bit more creative, but you search me and you'll find me. All right, all you right. You find my series. I also look for my series, uh, Packed and Unpacked. It's a series where I pack a bowl and unpack some cool shit. And it is Find cool that shit. on Instagram and on YouTube. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you for coming on. And until next time, this has been Justin Gregory with the Oh Yeah Dig It podcast show. And I'm signing out. Good night. Yeah, boy. Peace.